kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures in space. This week, we're talking about the dads of Mass Effect, which is a video game series by the Bioware company of products and friends and video games. And um, uh, Mass Effect, if you're not familiar, is a role-playing game series where you play as the character Commander Shepard, who is kind of a space Christ figure uh, who has to save the universe from first uh, robots, then space zombies, and then um, super robots who make space zombies who want to destroy all biological life, I think. I'm not going to lie. It's been a while since I've played any of the Mass Effect games. Um, I did play Mass Effect 3 when it was released, as well as the first two. Um, but I decided to do this episode because I guess there's a new one coming out. And I'm probably not going to play it, but the fact that people are talking about this new Mass Effect did remind me that there's a lot of dad stuff going on in these games. And particularly, I want to talk about the second game in the series. So after the events of the first game, where Shepard and their friends, and Shepard can be male or female, but um, Shepard actually isn't that important to the dad content. So we're not going to be talking about them that much. But uh, anyway, Shepard has saved the universe from a robot, a big space robot. And um, save the universe, galaxy, saved, uh, killed the big space robot. And uh, basically, at the start of the second game, is just sort of like going into deep space to like learn more about the space robot alien monsters. And is killed. Like, they catch up with Shepard, the space zombies. And um, they blow her up. They blow up her ship. And uh, everyone else escapes except her. And she gets killed, basically. And then there's this uh, this company, corp- I don't know if it's like a corporation or like just some shadow agency called Cerberus, which is run by this guy named the Elusive Man. Not the Elusive Man, the Elusive Man, because Bioware. But um, they basically are like, we need to bring Shepard back to life. We can rebuild her. Stronger. Better. More face scars. And... Uh, their whole thing is like they they're like kind of like fascists um they're pro human um and the game like wants you wants them to have like some ambiguity but they're not good dudes and um but they reassemble shepherd bring her back to life and um then you're shepherd again and you're sort of working for them you don't really have much of a choice but um you get this new crew and your whole goal is to like go to the deep part of space and blow up a giant space zombie. And uh, you sort of get all these different crew members along the way. that are going to help you on your mission with their various skills. And it turns out that a lot of them have dad stuff going on. They've got dad stuff like, Okay, so the very first companion that you meet in the game, his name is Jacob, and uh, basically you meet him like when you're escaping from the facility that you were like rebuilt in, 
and he like helps you and you escape and uh at some point in the game he gets a message from his father like he gets a distress call from his father's ship but it turns out that his his dad's ship has been missing for 10 years um and so jacob isn't really sure if his dad's actually alive but wants to go investigate and uh so you go along with him and you find the ship and it's like mostly intact and it's like okay well it seems like the crew probably could have survived this but where are they um and you start to find out like oh weird like the crew started experiencing this like loss of brain function and like the officers were exploiting that somehow. Um, and basically there was a captain of the ship. So Jacob's dad wasn't the captain, but the captain was killed in the crash and Jacob's father was promoted to acting captain. And apparently the beacon was set up. The distress beacon was set up about a year after the crash, but it wasn't, actually turned on until about a week ago so that's like nine years between the distress beacon being available to use and between it being activated uh and so you sort of like go through you're like kind of going through this planet and uh you you get to this camp that's like full of women and they look really terrified at jacob and um, you're, it's not really clear, like, what's going on. Um, but, like, it turns out that, like, they're out of food or, like, their food isn't, uh, it, it, like, got spoiled or whatever. And so they must have been eating the native plant life. And um turns out that uh, after the crash, the crew were split into the officers and the crew. And the officers hoarded all the food which forced the crew to eat the the plants on the planet and it had like bad effects on them. And um, a few officers survived the crash, but they were all killed. And eventually all the male crew members were dead or exiled. And then women were assigned to officers like property. So um, at this point, Ronald Taylor, who's Jacob's dad, comes on the PA and saying that his crew mutinied and he like just got free. And Jacob is just like, uh, I do not believe you. So you eventually like fight your way through all these robots and like defense people and stuff. And you meet Ronald and he's like, oh, thank I'm so glad you're here to save me. Like, thank you for saving me from my insane crew. And um, eventually he's like, Oh, actually, yeah, um, I, uh, <laughs> so I did some stuff, um, basically, uh, he realized early on that the food on the planet was toxic and could, could cause neural decay if it was eaten, and he was like, okay, well, there's only so much food on the ship. We need to save it for the officers um, so that, you know, at least someone is, is uh, sensible if, so that the beacon can get repaired. But it took so long that he starts to get used to living on the planet where he basically becomes this petty tyrant and, um, like, his crew are all eating this poisonous 
plant matter that like degrades their brains and makes them like really just like easy to push around. And um, so eventually he starts like assigning women to himself and his officers. Uh, And then when they finally repair the beacon, he's like, oh, fuck, if we go back to civilization, then I'm going to have to answer for like my horrible, horrible crimes. And he was like, "Mm, so let's not do that. So one of his officers, I guess, is like, wow, this is bad stuff that we're doing. Um, And Ronald makes his uh, robots kill him and then eventually kills all the other officers. And so he's the only one who has food and he has total control over the security robots. And then um, he exiles or kills most of the men after like their brain decay makes them violent and like resistant to his orders. And uh, basically he just lives as this like awful king for a while, just eating the food and um, just basically being a horrible, awful man. Um, And so then eventually the, the exiled men start coming back as like these almost feral kind of hunters And um, just, like, putting pressure on his defense forces. And he basically realizes he has to get rescued. uh, Otherwise, they'll kill him. So, (laughs) he is, like, bad. Um, He is, like, not not a great guy. And um, basically, you have... uh, you have a choice where you can um, let him live and be arrested. You can leave him to the hands of the survivors who will kill him. Um, or you can leave him a pistol and let him kill himself, uh, which is, like, intense. Um, but he he's basically just, like, Jacob just, like, confronts him and is, like, you have done horrible things to your crew so you can live out this juvenile fantasy. Um, And he tries to sort of justify himself, but Jacob is just like, you are not, like, I thought I knew who you were, but, like, apparently in harsh circumstances, like, the truth came out and who you are is kind of a monster. So, to hell with this. And um, they can end in one of a few different ways. And so it doesn't really come up again, but Jacob's whole, like it's there are these things called like loyalty quests in the game, basically where like you have to go on some errand for a member of your crew to get their full attention on your main mission. And if you don't, there are like consequences, like they'll die in like the, um, the final mission or whatever. And this is Jacob's and it's basically just like find his, um, find his shitty dad and uh and just like resolve that whole situation um and jacob is not the only crew member whose uh whose loyalty mission has to do with their shitty dad uh there's another crew member named miranda and miranda is like the I think like the second companion that you meet and she's actually the one who tips Jacob off about the distress beacon and like says that she's doing like she's returning a favor um to just sort of let him 
find his father. And so Miranda is has a bad dad, too. Basically, her dad is this businessman named Henry Lawson, who is, like, obsessed with having a legacy. And um, instead of, like, having kids, because it's the future and space, he has, he, like, he doesn't have a kid in the traditional sense. He, like, they can, apparently in this future, they can double a dude's X chromosomes to create um, a daughter. Like, I guess it's kind of like a cloning technology. Um, and really just genetically engineered her to be, like, perfect. And he apparently has done this a bunch of times. Like, Miranda is not the first kid that he engineered, but he's the first one that he actually kept, which is kind of sinister. And um, so there's like some backstory that she kind of tells you about how um, despite all of her accomplishments, uh, she never really got any approval or pride from her father, who always expected more and better from her because he's like, he genetically engineered her to be perfect. And like, he's putting his entire like legacy on her, which is really intense. And, uh, he also creates another daughter eventually. Basically, he decides Miranda isn't perfect and says, okay, I'm going to create another daughter from your DNA named Oriana. And Miranda has eventually just had enough and takes her sister and flees after a shootout with Henry's guards and then goes to Cerberus, the people who rebuild Shepard for protection. And so for Miranda's loyalty mission, basically what's happened is that um, while her father has stopped looking for her, he is still looking for her sister, Oriana. So uh, she's realized that, um, that her sister is in danger and um, she's made plans to relocate her so that her father can't find her. Basically, Miranda and Shepard go along to make sure that, that nothing goes wrong with the relocation. Um, and uh, eventually, I think the mission is basically like, uh, Miranda is betrayed by her childhood friend who is like selling her out to her father to like kidnap Oriana and take her back. But um, they manage to kill him and then kill all these mercenaries. And then, like, her sister has a happy ending where she, like, moves with her family to some other planet and, like, is really grateful. And, like, Miranda and her sister actually get to talk for a bit, which is pretty cool. And they've, like, successfully fended off her father. Her father shows up again later on, though. Um, basically, he... Uh, I think it's in the third game. He sets up this base where he's like, I'm going to use these refugees to do experiments on like the big rope space robots and like how they mind control people. Cause that's the thing they can do. Um, I'm going to like use these refugees to do this, which is again, he's like a bad guy and he's like, Oh, this is going to be my new legacy. I'm going to be the savior of humanity by figuring out 
how the space robots mind control people and like reverse engineering their powers. So he's very obsessed with, you know, making a mark and finding, making a legacy. And it's kind of interesting that like, I don't know, there's like a lot of psychological stuff there, right? Of like seeking immortality. Um, And he goes through like a bunch of different ways of doing that. Like first he tries kids and is like, oh, this didn't work out. So next I'm going to, have a big achievement or whatever. So he, uh, he also kidnaps Miranda's sister again and, uh, everything goes really, really bad basically. Um, so Shepard goes and like figures out what's going on there. Um, the elusive man who at this point Shepard is no longer working for sends like assassins to kill her and to get their research data. And, Henry is eventually, like, using Oriana, his daughter, as a human shield to escape with his life. And, like, it's if it wasn't clear that he's a bad dude at this point, like, he doesn't even, he doesn't care about his, his daughters who are ostensibly his, like, genetic legacy or whatever, right? He's just, like, willing to, he doesn't really see them as people. He's willing to use them as human bargaining chips to get out of a bad situation. So, at this point, you can either just, like, kill him or talk him down or Miranda will kill him. Or if you like do neither, then Miranda will kill him. But she, he also kills her. Um, I'm pretty sure I just killed him as soon as I got the chance when I was playing them. Again, it's been kind of a long time. It was back in like, God, like 2011, I think. But um, yeah, I was just like, I don't know. When this game lets you kill a bad dad, you take that chance, I think. Uh, and... Yeah, he really, the the bad dadness is really a big part of Miranda's character because she's created, like, it's not just like she has high expectations on her, which is like a pretty common trope, but she's like literally created to be perfect. Like she has psychic powers and she's like super beautiful and super smart. And um, because she's like had all these advantages, she doesn't really feel like she's earned her accomplishments. She feels basically like, oh, well, my dad just, like, made me a genetic super being, so um, I'm just, like, kind of in his shadow, and, like, the only things that I can really lay claim to are my failures. So, like, fuck Miranda's dad. Fuck Henry Lawson. He's, like, another bad dad. But, like, it's really interesting that a a few of the loyalty missions in the game are, like, you got to deal with the bad dads. Like, you got to deal with people's bad dad history, their baggage, their bad dad before they can really commit to your cause um so the shepherd is just going around space like taking care of everyone's dad issues and um i guess the last kind of dad related mission in um in mass effect 2 or the last one that i really want to talk about is a character named thane and uh thane is kind of this like weird tragic guy he's like an alien who is an assassin and he's, like, meant to be a love interest for a female shepherd, I think. Um, I never really got it. He's very, like, oh, I'm, I'm very tragic and, like, noble and, like, suffering. Because he also has a terminal illness. And uh, he doesn't have a dad. Or at least, I mean, he did, I guess, in the fiction. But in the game, I don't think he does. But he has a son named Kolyat. And so basically, while, you know, he has this kid and um, he wasn't really, like, around very much and he's, like, a really clueless dad and doesn't really, like, 
know how to be one. And then eventually, like, like Thane is basically just, like, out of the house a lot working, except that his work is murdering people. Um, and eventually, he uh, his, his enemies uh, find him because I think he had, like, killed a slaver or something. And the guy's associates, like, come after Thane. And, like, so they come after his family. Uh, and they kill his wife. And, um... Koliat survives like he's hidden and like um and escapes and um basically Thane is like devastated as you would expect and like saves up money and basically creates this inheritance for Koliat but um Koliat gets the money early and like uses it to start up a job as a hitman and is hired to kill this politician. And um, the loyalty mission is pretty much to like stop him from following in his father's footsteps, which is like another big trope, right? Of like, I had to do this tragic thing that like to, you know, I had to be the bad man for our family, but I did, I did the bad man stuff so you didn't have to. Um, you need to go to space school and learn how to be a space banker or something. I don't know. Um, and essentially, you end up, like, well, again, it's like a Bioware game, so there's, like, a bunch of choices, right? Like, you could just, like, fail to stop him from um, from killing the guy. I don't actually know what happens if you do that. Um, but you can, like, prevent him from killing the politician, and then basically you can either, like, um, get him, like, community service, uh or, like, go to trial or work for, like, this cop, which is, I don't know how space justice works. But, um, basically, like, Playout just, like, breaks down when he f sees his father and is just, like, so upset, like, about how he basically abandoned him. Like, he didn't see him. And, uh, Thane is like, well, but I couldn't bear to come back because I knew why your mother was killed. It was because of me. And uh, he's like, you're the only good thing I've ever added to the world. I've taken so many bad things out of it, but you're the only good one I've added. And they both cry, and it's, like, very touching and everything. Um, and then eventually Thane dies because he has this um, this illness. I think he dies of, like, he dies of some shitty assassin guy who's some other assassin who just, like, kills a bunch of main characters and is never really a big deal. Um just kills him and um the Koyat does his last rites because he's like been uh spending time with priests because his father wanted him to it's all very touching so that's kind of like the only situation where your ally is the bad dad instead of having one and i think there are probably other instances in um in the Mass Effect series of, like, there are more dad figures. Um, like, there is a a companion named Morden Solas, who is an alien who, like, sings Gilbert and Sullivan and is, like, a scientist and just, like, gives you helpful tips on how to fuck with your alien, like, fuck pals. Um, he's kind of a dad. He sort of reminds me of... um. Uh, 
uh, Dil Pendergast from EZA, actually. He's like a pretty good dad. Um, and then there's some other stuff, like there are characters who have fathers who you like sort of reunite with, but like, these are sort of the main ones. And it's interesting to me that like a lot of the ways that this stuff is brought into the game are through these like loyalty quests of having to deal with the character's familial baggage before they can commit to this suicide mission where they're going to kill the big space zombie. Um, and I think you can probably see this in other Bioware games too. It's sort of like an easy impetus um, for a character to humanize them, uh, like an easy shortcut to give them a family. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, I think it's certainly an economical way of getting you invested in a character. And definitely when I was given the chance to kill some of these bad dads, I was just like, you are just like going to hell, my friend. Like, I am putting a bullet right, like square on your lips because, um, like, kiss this, kiss this gun barrel square on the lips. Um, because it's uh, sort of, I think, takes advantage of, of um, players' feelings around that stuff um, in a way that can really get them involved. So once you've dealt with all of the, the dad baggage, you go to the big space zombie and blow it up. And if you did all the baggage successfully, then none of your friends die. Um, so the moral is that you have to resolve things with your dad before you go off to fight the big giant robot zombie in space. Um, and if you do, then you will live. And um, maybe you'll be killed in the third installment of the series, but, you know, at least you'll get through that one. I think that's about it for this week. Um, uh, that's, you know, there's more Mass Effect dads. Maybe we'll have someone else on in the future to talk about more of them. But, you know, that's sort of the general themes the sort of general concepts, the issues of the day. Um, if you have any suggestions for other dads, any questions or comments, uh, you can get at us at Dad Feelings or at Stay Mean Co. Um, and if you want to share the podcast with your friends, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, Nick says all of this in the outro, but I think some people maybe turn the show off after they get to the credits. I know I do sometimes, so I'm just going to slip this in right now. Um, and if you want to support the show, um, like I said, tell your friends or rate and review us on iTunes. I took a whole day a few weeks ago just to go through every podcast I listened to and write a review on iTunes. And it just was like a couple of lines of goofy stuff and like a star rating. And that was my community service for the day. And um, what else? Oh, and we have a Patreon account. Um stamian.co slash supports uh, we have bonus episodes of this show um, we just put up a bonus episode of Rupert Giles who is one of my favorite fictional dads of all time and was one of the main impetuses behind starting this podcast in the first place and we had an amazing guest uh, John Levitt on that episode and it was really special uh, if you subscribe at uh, stamian.co slash support for $3 a month you can get access to that episode and every other bonus episode that we've ever done of this show and also of Woodland Secrets um, our other podcast that we currently produce so check that out tell your friends um, take care of your dad baggage before you go to fight the space zombie and until next week bye kiddos dad feelings Hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Me, the world's only podcast network. 
We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Say Me at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album Foiled Gear. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at dadfeelings and at staymeanco. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>